So last time, Agent Peterson escorts Cookie into a room full of guys arguing or talking, briefing, with specifically Philip the Weasel leading the briefing, talking about these monsters and paintings. The group gets it in their mind that they need to stab and burn these paintings and begin doing so. Peterson comes back saying, you're all idiots. That's not at all what you need to do. We need to go find them and kill them. And then we drove off to do just that. I want to point out a clarification. We were told we had to destroy them, and we destroyed them. You destroyed paintings. You did not destroy them. Well, then, Officer What's-His-Fancy-Pants needs to be a little bit more clear with his instructions. Uh, To give Agent Peterson some credit, I was supposed to give those instructions. Wells, how is it that I see that you screwed it up? It wasn't I that screwed it up, large ham. Just give you a little bit of a stink eye, just like, mm. At least the damnable paintings aren't near this car anymore. What size is this car that we're in? How are we being transported? Consider it like a paddy wagon. He's in the front with the driver, and you guys are in the back of the paddy wagon. <laughs> Where the criminals should be. So it's like an actual paddy wagon with like locks and stuff, or is it just that kind of car? It's that kind of vehicle. You are being transported in to where the murder happened of a young woman that Agent Peterson told you about. And I remember hearing something about you wanted to use me as bait, and I wasn't too pleased about that. I said nothing about using you as bait, miss. How preposterous. Excellent. Bertram would never forgive me. However, if you were to investigate and, well, the clown happened to find you, well, the others here are all strapping men of various constitutions, I'm sure you'll be fine. How many women did Agent Peterson say were killed by this clown? They just found one, like a few hours after he brought you to that debriefing room. And do we have a file or any information, you know, that he handed us on the woman or? Remember, this is 1918. We don't have stuff like that readily available to us as far as information goes. But please, the rest of you, please converse in the back of the paddy wagon as you are being driven to Philly. Agent Peterson is in the front part in a cab with a driver. You guys are in the back of the paddy wagon. You are not able to speak to him as there is a giant paddy wagon wall. So, how long is the trip to Philly from here? As long as it needs to be, I suppose. You were just outside of D.C. I'm also willing to bet that this hunk of junk doesn't go any faster than, like, 35 miles an hour. It is running a siren, though, of some sort, so... But figure probably about two and a half hours. And how long have we been on this ride? About an hour into it, you guys are starting your conversation. I imagine the trigger for starting the conversation is them finally turning off the siren because it's just been going. It's just enough to drive one a little mad. Mm-hmm. Well, once you get into those sticks, you're not in a city, they'll shut it off, so go on. I'm still a wee bit confused on what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to kill this thing. Yes, that is what the agent would like mm, you to do. So why us? Well, I believe that is because I was the one who spotted them first, and all of you have had alleged encounters with the figures within the paintings. 
So, so what? That like makes us qualified to destroy these things or something? I didn't sign up for none of that. And what did you sign up for, sir? Uh, I didn't sign up for anything. I found some pictures, and suit over there decided to come rapping on my door and say, "Hey, you got two options: either come with me, or come with me." Mm, and here you are. So then, sir, you are a photographer, are you not? Y- yeah, photojournalist. Yeah. I see. As I recall, you did have uh, photographs of one of the creatures that was in the damnable canvases that were then sliced and burned? Uh, bits and pieces of it, sure. Hmm. I didn't see anything myself, so I mean, I don't know. The pictures that you have, did any of them move? No. Hmm. Curious. Bruno will turn to Philip is like, you got some movie set up in your house He's with your moving pictures I don't wish to speak about moving pictures thank you ain't you ever been to the cinema these uh it's good places for a date my tastes run into these antiquities Marrakesh the markets are something to be hmm words cannot describe it but no I have not seen any moving pictures and given they hang upon the wall I dare say I will never endeavor to see them ever yeah so you know you seem to have a lot of information about these pictures and them moving and you were like really freaking out when we were starting to to, like look at these things I, I think it's about time for you to you know open up as to just what it is this stuff is supposed to be there are words that cannot explain what I have seen of these creatures and their moving pictures and all the moving pictures that I have seen, you see. I was in New York for an auction. It was a very fabulous fellow, explorer, uh, multi-millionaire, man's man kind of chap. He had passed away, and his estate was selling some of his artworks, uh, self, self-made portraiture, if uh, I were to be so bold to describe him. And in the dining hall, he had some of his artworks upon the wall. And there was a group of people there. I was one of them. I looked upon the pictures, and there was one of a otherworldly landscape. And before I knew it, I was there. Volcanoes erupting, strange sigils on the ground, howling in my ears as if I was transported into another world. A moving picture, if you will. The beasts did not come until later. The caretaker of the house had released them by looking upon them. I know not how this man created them. All that I know is that he did. And I can never look at a wall hanging the same ever again. So, you got no idea what what these things are? Or why this is even happening? I know they are the creations of a deranged mind. I also know that one of them held a red balloon, and I believe it is that individual that we are going to meet presently. So I, I met him, and he's hes pretty scary, you guys. He's got these big, big feet, and, you know, he just kept coming after me. So you gotta, you gotta know what you're really getting into here. This isn't 
this isn't going to be easy. It's not like one of those like pictures. It's it's real life. Yes, it was real life for the attendees of the auction. Only one of which survived. Philip will offer a thin smile. How's convenience for you? I'm stuck in the back of a police wagon with the rest of you, so... Yes, how very fortunate. You are also the one that uh, seems to know a lot more about what's going on here. And you, this is the one that was getting information from Officer Patterson. I'm saying his name wrong on purpose, because disrespecting him. Yes, well, I've had a little more time to research these things and theorize since I was there at the Genesis, if you will. I could say I heroically fought them off, but two of them had escaped well before I had the chance to. Wait, you said Genesis, like, like the, that. so that was the beginning of it. What happened to the guy that released them all? Why don't we just get him to catch them all again? Why isn't he the one in the back of this paddy wagon instead of us, is what I'm trying to say. Ah, well, I could uh, regale you with tales of a titanic battle between he and I on the staircase of a manor that was in flames as people ran and screamed and died around us. Suffice to say, the man is dead and it is by my hand. He cannot capture them, so to speak, because he is no longer among the living. He can't help us, then. You killed him. That is correct. Fabulous. He's stuck back here with a moiterer. Yes, how terrible for you. So as the conversation falls silent, the siren kicks on again. It must have uh, re-entered civilization. And eventually the car comes to a halt. You hear two car doors slam. And then the rear paddy wagon door opens, and you see Agent Peterson. Because now that you keep saying it wrong, I'm thinking it wrong. And he extends a hand to Cookie to assist her out of the back of the van. Cookie looks down her nose at it, but begrudgingly grabs his hand and takes his assistance. Thank you, she says as she walks to the side. Um, He remains holding your hand as you try to walk around the side, and he pulls you closer and whispers in your ear and says, what you're about to see may be upsetting, so if it's too much, please let me know. With that, Cookie just grinds her heel into his toe until he lets go of her hand and takes two steps away. Let's go. Looks at you confused. Looks to the rest as they exit the van in painful confusion. I get out, do that long back stretch. And light up a cigarette. Ah, yes. My good man, that is precisely what I also need. And as Philip gets out, he will pull out his pipe and tamp down some tobacco and light a match. Hey, uh, Bruno, right? Do you have another one of them I can steal from you? I'll just look up at you as I was about to put them away and then uh, give the pack a shake and offer you one. And since you're a gentleman, I'm sure you light my cigarette for me as well, right? Fish around in my pocket for my pack of matches. Just kind of, yeah, sure, whatever's. And, uh... Ah, it would seem that beauty did tame this savage beast. Yes, keep it up, you might get real savaged. And Cookie is definitely shooting Philip an evil look right now. 
He doesn't notice. All Philip sees is him. So why did we stop here? Well, as I told you earlier, a um, young woman was found. I thought it best if you could see what you're up against. And uh, maybe, looking at Sam, maybe you can pick up the trail and um, find him. And with that, he'll turn and kind of assuming you'll follow as he uh, walks up to a tenement building, climbs up some stairs on the side of the building and walks into a door. Oh, go on ahead. That'll be a that'll be just a moment. It's very clear he's going to take some time to climb these stairs, you know, being a weasel. I'll step to the side and make a gesture for folks to walk on ahead. Thanks. And she just follows Agent Peterson up the stairs. Did we say what time of day or night it was? Your encounter was in the middle of the night. It took you a few hours to get to D.C., now a few hours back. So, well, and then the time in D.C. where you guys talk. So I'd say we're probably getting on into evening. So it's relatively like dark out, not too many people on the street and stuff. And we're just going into someone's house at, in the middle of night. Not in the middle of the night, evening, like after dinner. I mean, it's not like the person there is going to mind. She's dead. Do we see any other um, policemen? Or, uh... You see a policeman stationed outside the door. You do see some neighbors on like lower levels kind of hanging outside their door looking up. Curious as to who are these new people walking up and entering, especially people that are just dressed in ordinary clothes that are not dressed as officers. I'm going to start taking a bunch of pictures. I'm going to do my best to not stand in the way of his pictures. Finn walks inside with uh, Cookie and the cop. Philip is going to take his sweet time going up the stairs. He'll get up there eventually. Yeah, I'm going to start literally just taking a look around since I was blatantly told to keep an eye out for things. Bruno, I'll come up behind and off to the one shoulder of Sam as he's taking pictures. So you uh, work for some kind of fish wrap? Uh, well, yeah, um, yeah, I guess. Kind of freelance. I like. I mean, I, I get pictures of scenes that are going on, and I turn them into my editor. It's, uh, it's a real fancy camera you got there. How's that work? Uh, well, I just point it at what I want to take a picture of, hit the button, and it catches an image. I don't know all the details of it. I know how to develop the film, but, you know, just, that's about it. Why? What's up? I, uh, I always had an interest. Over in AC, there's lots of real scenic views and stuff, but I, uh, never invested, and he'll point at the camera. Oh, um, well, yeah, I mean, if, if you want after this, you know, after I'm done using it, I'll, I'll gladly show you and give you a little, I guess, quick once-over, and I don't think it would hurt nothing. I mean, as long as you don't break my camera. Oh, no, I got real delicate hands, you see. Sam looks at your hands. Much bigger than his are. And it's like, yeah, about that. I don't think so. He's got some sausage fingers. He's just just a big man. What kind of stories do you usually look into? Oh, generally just things that are like going on around town, like the fires. We just had one of the union strikes, so I was trying to get pictures of that. Um, my editor had a really big thing about cars for some reason. 
So he wanted me to get a bunch of the new rollouts that were coming, thinking that they were not going to last anywhere. Uh, some of the things that, uh, the, a lot of the immigrants coming in on the docks, just stuff that you'd find in the paper, the things that would catch people's interest in the paper. And then, I mean, whatever I do on the outside, I usually try to go about and just catch scenic stuff when I'm out and about on my own, but nothing in specific. So this is your first uh, supposed criminal activity? Oh, yeah, aside from finding my my friend's body, yeah. Yeah, real sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was a shame. With his wife, his kids, it wasn't, it wasn't really nice. Kind of sickening, to be honest. Well, maybe we can squeeze Mr. Fancy Pants agent up there for a little, uh, he'll rub his fingers together like the money sign. And uh, to help alleviate some of their suffering. Do you think he'd really go for that? I mean, when you go to jury duty, they give you some scratch, right? A little. This is a little bit more than just jury duty, didn't it? Sam kind of leans in. I don't really know what this is. I can't even say if he works with the government. I didn't see any badge or nothing. He had some fancy badge. Didn't look like no cop badge I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, that's, I mean, now I'm thrown in the back of a, a van. I mean, it's bad enough. I was told, hey, you're coming with me, period. And I'm like, uh, and now I'm like showing up at this place that, I mean, at least he had the key to walk in the house. So I know it's, it should be. On the up and up, but I mean, I've got everybody looking at me and, and this strange, just everything. I don't, I don't know what's going on. His badge said uh, something about parchment on it, like he's some kind of special librarian or something. And then they stick us in the back with some moiterer. Ain't the, ain't, ain't the, ain't no librarian supposed to be dames? He just shrugs, stamps out a cigarette. I'm going to try to keep my eye out and see what's going on and, and, and do what I was asked. I'm going to try to take some photos. Maybe he'll let me go home and, you know, I can forget about this big mess. I'll look at a watch, get a general idea. I was like, you at least should uh, buy us dinner for having us out this long. Am I right? Give Sam a pat on the back. I would not object to some food. You are 100% correct, Mr. Bruno. Let's, uh, let's go see what's taking them so long. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll be right in there. I got some more photos I need to take, or I want to take, and then I got to reload film. Reload film? How's that? He starts fumbling with one of his bags and pulls out some different slots that go into the camera to start reloading the film. I'm going to watch you. I will show you 100% how I'm doing it, because I'm like glad that somebody else is interested in photography other than me. So cutting into the small tenement apartment where Finn, Cookie, and Philip have followed um, Agent Peterson into, upon entering, of course, Philip is distracted. For When he walks in, he sees artwork on the walls. And this has caused him to quietly or quickly begin backing out of the apartment. Indeed. He is currently shielding his eyes with the, the hand that has uh, his pipe. And it is shaking ash all over the floor. And he is not quite scrambling, but scrambling for the door. Finn, as you walk in, you are greeted with the gruesome display of a woman slashed. Arms, face, neck, torso. She's been brutalized. 
the sight of this probably uh, keeps you from noticing anything else in this room as possibly your eyes are just stuck on the gruesome body or you have decided to just look away, closing your eyes and saying a small Catholic prayer. Sweet Jesus, Mary, why'd you bring us in here? Cookie, you see the same display of brutalized woman, but you also notice drifting in the corner of the apartment a red balloon with a white string kind of stuck against the ceiling. And the officers that are there have not quite figured out how to do it, so they've made a makeshift kind of corral to rope it off so nobody disturbs said balloon. They feel this is a key piece of evidence simply because they were told it was. Cookie just raises her hand to her chest and kind of holds her heart for a minute. I step forward and reach for the string. If no one stops me, I grab a hold of it. Make a dex roll. You are a bit quicker. As you make your move towards it, you are able to beat him to the punch. He was like a step behind you, but you have basically just compromised the evidence once you touch the string. So he looks incredibly annoyed at you and says, Missy, do you not know how to conduct yourself? No. What? What? It's a balloon. What are you talking about? What are you going to do with this balloon? Okay. I don't know why you have it sitting here all roped off. Like it's something like, seriously, I want to turn to my friends and tell them this, as I'm holding the balloon in my hand, this, this is the thing that chased me. It had red balloons just like this, just last night when it was trying to get me. And now look what it did to this woman. And she's just shaking her hand around and the balloon is bopping around on the end of the string. Agent Peterson will walk up to the officer who's admonished you, put a hand on his shoulder and kind of give him the nod to step away. And he'll look at you and say, yes, we understand that. But once you've touched it, who knows what we could have learned. But what's done is done. He puts his hand out so you don't get upset. But do you know, like, is there any significance to this, to the balloon? Like, we don't understand. So that's why we thought it must be something. Do you understand what it is? Do, do any of you understand why a balloon? No, no, not at all. I told you already. I was at work. I saw these red feet walk past the window. Um, there were balloons, red balloon outside of my job. It also had a red balloon. Uh, it, it's, it is some kind of clown thing. It thinks it's a clown. You have some deranged, you have some deranged lunatic. From Philadelphia, just running around. He probably, like, escaped from one of the asylums or something. Peterson kind of just rubs his forehead, pinches the bridge of his nose. Miss, we've already looked. There's been no reports of anybody escaping. He's going to look at Samuel and Finn. You two. You tracked that last one. You, You found. You were able to track it. Can you not do that here? And you, you... You were able to defeat one of these. Can't you do that here? I mean, we can't have this thing loose in the city, making its way down the eastern seaboard. Um, Agent, I just got in here. I don't know what I can do yet. I do know you and Officer are in the way. So, um, if you don't mind, I'll take some pictures and I'm going to take a look around. Nonsense said, you're right makes a motion with his finger, swirling it around, tells all the officers to get out. 
He exits. He goes to the door before he shuts it, looking at all of you. and says, you guys stay in here and figure out how you're going to find this thing. And shuts the door. Sam walks over and looks at Cookie. You all right? He didn't seem like he was really a nice guy. I don't think so. And she just kind of lets the balloon go and lets it float back up to the ceiling. I don't, I'm not okay with any of this right now. Okay. Um, well, um, uh, I'll help you as much as I can, but I mean, I don't know what I'll be able to do. I'm going to start taking pictures of the balloon, the body, everything else going around. I'm going to start investigating, seeing what's going on around it. Philip has been pushed back into the apartment, and as the door closes, he is going to continue to stand staring at this door. Covering his eyes, he's going to start sidling over to the nearest wall hanging and turn it over. Hey, Philip, you you said once you looked at one of the photos that were hanging on the wall, you got, like, sucked into it somewhere? Artwork, yes. Yes, that is correct. So did anybody else, was anybody else in the room with you when that happened? I was alone when uh, I appeared in the painting, or in the vista that the painting showed. There was another one there. She uh, screamed most terribly as if she had been transported to another world, and it was at that very moment that I discovered that I was not alone in seeing what was beyond the painting. However, okay, I imagine screaming ladies is something you see a lot. And then I'm going to go from this room and I'm going to go look for a kitchen or someplace where they would have like whiskey or something. I'm going to follow you. Well, you know, Philip, there's like four other people that have been in this room and we've all looked at what's going on on the walls. So I think you might be safe in here. Yes. Yes. I, I thank you for your candor. However, I wish to make sure. And he's going to continue to turn the paintings over. Well, before you start doing that, do you mind? Because I need to get photos of the space and you're interrupting me and you're getting on my nerves. If it's that much of a problem for you, put your hands in your pocket, stand in a corner and let me take my photos. Very well. And he is going to stand in the corner, hands in front of him with his pipe, and he's going to try and relight it with shaky fingers. God, grown men being scared of who's he wants it's in photos and pingies. And a picture can't do nothing to you. Ugh. You hear this, this, the clicking of the camera going off all throughout the room. Sam, you want to make a, your photography roll then? So, Sam, as you are uh, taking the photos of the area, I assume the apartment in the body, correct? The apartment, the body, the officers that were in the room originally, everything, including the paintings, so I can see what it is before Mr. Paranoid flips them over again. As you're taking photos, you notice on one of the rugs, it appears like somebody has kicked that corner up and it folds over onto itself. Yeah, they don't pick their feet up when they walk? Yeah. So part of the rug is kind of folded over onto itself in one of your shots. You, you've noticed that as you're taking a pic. Huh. That's interesting. I'm going to look for, like, a cane or something. I'm sorry, I'm not, like, grabbing the rug with my hand because I don't know if it's covered in blood or not. To just kind of shift the rug up and over? Uh, You can find in the kitchen a broomstick. That'll work. I'll grab a broomstick real quick and just use it to to move the the rug. As you come into the kitchen, you see me just opening and closing cabinet. Frustrated that I can't find what I'm looking for. Bruno, what what are you looking for? 
Uh, there's not a drop of booze in this whole house. I seriously don't know how people live like this. This is ridiculous. Right? You don't usually keep something like that in the kitchen, though. Usually it's like in a, a cabinet in like a study or something. Does this place look like it has a study? Look at how little this apartment is. Well, what are these? And I'll just like cabinet, 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 cabinet. I'll take a quick look and I'll, I'll see if I might see where, if there's any whiskey or any evidence of alcohol or anything around. She was a good girl. She's not a drinker. Bruno, I think you're out of luck, man. You might just have to ask one of the cops to go get you something if you're looking for something. Yeah. Anyway, I need to get one of the broom handles and start moving the the rug. Something kick the rug over. I want to. I want to see if there's anything like underneath it or whatnot. So as you take the broom handle and kind of flip that back, you'll see on the uh, carpet a uh, bright reddish, like a dust granular. Like a, a reddishy orange, almost like a brick. Okay, on the carpet itself? On the carpet itself. Okay, well, I'll take a photo of it. Okay. Hey, Bruno, you seen anything like this? It almost looks like it's like powdered brick. Have I seen anything like that? It does look like powdered brick. Nothing beyond that? Uh, no, it just, it looks like, um, somebody has tracked in some loose, um, some loose kind of Something that you are assuming reasonably to be powdered brick. It looks like uh, somebody cleaning their feet. Well, look up. Notice that all the photos are all flipped facing the wall. Ah! Phil, Philip, since this place doesn't make you comfortable, maybe you can go outside and see if there's like any construction going on around here out back, maybe? I'm not allowed to leave this apartment until we have concluded your investigation. You can tell them that in the process of the investigation, you need to take a look outside. I tried to do so, and they told me no. So here I stay. Man, you're just pissing everybody off. Well, here's an idea. See that window there? How about you climb out and take a wee look? It would put you on the fire escape. It's not in a room with wall hanging, so <laughs> Philip will take Finn's suggestion. Start flipping all the photos, wall hangings back around so I can get legitimate pictures of them. Is there any of that dust like around where the balloon was? You want to make uh, another spot hidden? You don't see anything around it. You don't see anything, no. Did you tell everybody in the room about the brick dust or did you just tell Bruno? I would have said it loud enough to where people were saying, and then even telling Philip, hey, look for this kind of stuff outside. I, it would have been evident that I'm looking for something like that. Cookie, would you please make a int roll? So, Cookie, that bright red brick dust, being from Philly, you're aware of one building that's begun to be a very dilapidated old church that's kind of partially knocked down, and it has a lot of those bright red bricks. And it's about half a mile away. So hear me out for a minute, you guys. I don't live too, too far from here. Um, maybe like, like a mile or so. And, uh, between my house and here, there's this church that's kind of fallen down. And every time I walk past it, 
my shoes and sometimes my dress just gets like completely covered with that same kind of kind of red colored dust. I'm, I mean, I know it's probably far fetched, but maybe we could go look there. I mean, is the only thing I got for you. I'm willing to take a look. I mean, it's, it's something like a creepy old church. What do you say gang? Oh, I'd say creepy old church over a dead body in the middle of the flower. And Bruno, maybe we can stop for some booze along the way. Just something to keep us a little warm. I'll uh, pull down a pair of glasses, put them on the counter, and reach in the back, pull out a hip flask, and pull them. At mention of the church, Philip is going to climb back in, avert his eyes from the paintings, and as Bruno sets those glasses down and fills one from his hip flask, Philip is going to take one and down it. Thank you, good chap. I'm quite pleased you were thinking the same thing that I was thinking. Come, we must away. Standing there looking dumbfounded, like, did that just happen? What the, did this, what? Yeah, Cookie just kind of puts her hand up, like, what? And shakes her head. Are you, are you guys ready to get moving? I gotta get away from this balloon stuff. Let's go take a look. Well, who's gonna tell who's gonna tell that copper out there? We gotta go. Are we locked in or what? Is it a Catholic church? Yes, it's a Catholic church. Well then I need to go give confession. So that's a perfectly good reason to go. Philip will knock on the door then and announce their intent to track the foul clown. Okay, I'm just gonna walk up and open the door. Moving Philip out the way. You see Agent Peterson kind of standing there. It looks like he was speaking to the officers there. And he looks at you guys and says, so you you have something? Yes, I have discovered there's a church nearby that we believe the perpetrator has taken residence in. And we are going to go there forthwith. He hasn't discovered anything we think that we should go check out a church because I have a hunch and there's some red dust. So we're going for a walk. You come in. Not as head. Let me finish up here. I think I know the, the rundown one, right? And he looks at you, Cookie. Yeah, that's the one. All right. Let me just give them some instructions here. I'll be right behind you, but you guys can head over. It's not that far. I'll drive over as soon as I'm done here. I may even beat you there. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Come on, guys. Um, if I might be so bold, if we are going to go to a place that may have a terrible psychopath with um, large shoes and some balloons and uh, ideally a knife because uh, of the poor departed soul in the other room, might we have uh, implements of defense of our own? Agent Peterson is going to look at Bruno and then kind of squint his eyes at Finn and say, I think you guys will be okay. Why are you looking at me? There was some hesitation. What do you mean you think? Well, and he'll look at Bruno and Finn. Have you guys not? I bring you here so you guys could share information and talk to each other to end this. And you guys don't share information. You guys don't talk about anything. This is. I didn't see no clan before. 
It was a big, giant, troll-like thing. You know what? How about on the walk? How about you let 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 Cookie know that she's in good hands, okay? But you know what, Philip? Here you go. And he reaches behind his back and he pulls out a little holdout pistol, like a little twenty-two. Here. Ah, capital. And he's going to take it with two fingers. Sam just walks back into the room, grabs the broom, snaps it off. Walk out like, uh, what are we, what, what's going on? I don't get it. I just don't understand. Muttering, 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 out the door. Oh, Philip will follow. He's, he's going to put that, uh, that hold up pistol in his pocket. He feels very good now. He has found a critical clue that will lead them to the perpetrator. Cookie just kind of shakes her head. She's feeling slightly less confident than she was three minutes ago and follows along, turns back and looks at um, Bruno. Are you you coming or what? Come on, Mountain. Let's go. This poor woman that was brutally murdered, do we get to see what she looks like? What you can make out, and earlier Agent Peterson did describe her as looking very similar to Cookie. And yes, when you see her, she looks like she could be a distant relative of her. Uh, I mean, you know, what you can see of her remaining visage. Like same color hair and stuff. Same color hair, same build to the body. I mean, the eye color is different, but the hair, skin tone, height, weight, body shape, very similar. So as we're walking to this other place, I'm going to settle up next to Finn. Because Agent gave you a distinct look. Like, I know what I did, but I don't know what you did, so. I found a knife and I stabbed the thing. That's all I did. Like, look at me. I got, like, spaghetti arms. How am I supposed to fight this thing? It's pure luck in my case. You know, luck at Irish and all. You, uh, you still got that knife? Not on me. I feel like that's, uh, that's a bit of unfortunateness. You talking about this like as we're walking down the steps? I imagine like as we're walking down the steps, halfway down the block, that kind of deal. Sam just kind of stops. Looks. We just left the kitchen. Good point. I don't think the owner is going to argue. All right, I'll I'll run back and get one. No, 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 no. If we pass by a shop that has a knife, I will simply purchase one. There's no need to run back and steal from a dead woman, my goodness. We're temporarily reallocating assets to aid in the investigation. She'll get it back. Oh, Oh, you've been deputized. I'm sure the deputy's still there. He said he had other things to handle before he left. Finn, do you want to go back and get a knife? Finn's just going to leave while they're arguing and bickering amongst each other. So you are going back to get a knife? Yep. As you get there, there's an officer standing at the closed door. Agent Peterson is not in sight, neither is the paddy wagon. So the officer outside the door kind of looks at you a little confused. What you doing back here? Yeah, see, I was about to go find this clown thing. And um, I thought I should probably bring a knife. And um, that's what I'm doing. Going in, grabbing like a chef's knife. Or a, um, you know, butcher's cleaver. I'm not sure yet. Whatever I find. Make a persuade. The cop kind of looks at you and steps to the side, opens the door and shakes his head and goes, Damn shame what happened to that girl. You get what you need. Just make sure you bring it back, all right? 
first thing I do after the thing that I'm doing, I don't really know. So he'll let you go in, retrieve. Uh, you could take a chef's knife that's about 10 inches, or you can take a big meat cleaver. Which would you like? A uh, chef's knife. Meat cleaver is going to be uh, probably a little too heavy for Finn. You jog back. I assume the others kind of waited, since you had no idea where you're going. Unless you would like to go alone. Would they have waited for you, or would they have taken off? I mean, everyone knows you split the party, right? Philip being Philip. He has already moved on. He has forgotten that Finn has existed. So Philip is taking off. Finn is behind at the apartment. What are Bruno, Sam, and Cookie doing now that one is ahead and one is behind? Given as Philip doesn't know where he's going, and uh, Cookie was the one leading the way, uh, I'm sticking with her. I kind of want to grill Bruno because it seemed like um, Agent Peterson made me feel like there he wasn't being truthful about his whole story. Like I was in better hands with Bruno for some reason. I want to know, aside from like his size, what did you do? What is Cookie doing, though? Is she following Philip to lead him? Is she waiting for Finn? Cookie is staying with the Giants and definitely not going with the Weasel. So you're going to stay and wait for Finn. Sam, are you going to follow Philip, or are you staying with Cookie and Bruno, waiting for Finn? Yeah, I'm staying with Cookie and Bruno, because Philip has issues with photos and portraits, and that's like my life's work. No. I haven't even noticed that Philip left. So, uh, Bruno... When we were in D.C., you were saying that your dad was killed by this face-mouth monster, but that you hid from it. But it seems like Agent Peterson is making it like, you know, you did something special. What did you do? How exactly did you get out of that situation that is going to help us now? Go down to the cigarettes, pull one out, offer one to you and to Sam. She takes it. Oh. Thanks, Bruno. No, thank you. I don't smoke. Just kind of shake my head, a slight eye roll, and put them away. Light up our cigarettes. I, uh, I happened to be following the trail of destruction to what had happened the, uh, at the boardwalk. Followed backwards into the Pine Barrens. Encounter giant creature. Run for my life. And then it turns out that uh, there was a small fire. Yeah, but no offense, big guy. You don't look like you run too fast or you hide too well. So you don't look burnt. What caught on fire? Uh, the forest. And you burnt down the pie barrens. Right, right. It's uh, the damnedest thing. Must have been a lightning strike or something. As a, I'm no meteorologist. Wait a minute. That's weird. You didn't start the fire. It started by itself conveniently to help you. Well, I don't I don't know nothing about no fire. So I look like some kind of Boy Scout. You're smoking a cigarette right now. You're telling me you didn't start the fire. I'm telling you that I didn't start no fire. And I don't know how you test the roll to see if somebody's lying or what that is contested by, but I feel like you should probably roll that. Still feeling a little suspicious, but more convinced now. Cookie just finishes her cigarette. 
and broods on the little bit of information that she has while she waits for Finn, I guess, so we can get rolling. Finn strolls up, knife in hand, cheeky grin. I got my knife. Now we can um, we can head out again, yeah? Yeah, sounds like it. So Cookie's going to grab Finn by his arm and walk him and try and interrogate him as well. So um, are you... Are you chilly, young man? Like, I feel so bad that you're all wrapped up in this and having to kill people with knives and stuff. You look so young. Well, it wasn't really a person. I killed a thing and it turned into, like, ink. Like, um, well, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because we, um, the, um, painting and all that, that's, that's, Finn takes a quick look around. That, that weasel guy. He's not around. Where did he go? I think it's better if he just disappears himself. He doesn't seem very helpful right now. I don't know if it has anything to do with paintings or not, but why don't you just, you know, again, how did you even stab this thing? You said that it it was in the water? Did I hear you right? You didn't really, really see it? No, I saw it. It, um, well, it wasn't a... So, I work with fish. It's a disgusting job, but um, I was working with uh, one of my mates, and um, we noticed the flyer was shaken or something like that, and we decided to go down under the wharf to see what was going on. And, uh, you know, during the break, we decided to uh, maybe go for a, a wee splash, and um, well, that's when we saw this giant, must have been 10, 11, 12... 12 feet or so, I, I really can't remember. Uh, this, this monster come out of the water. This giant monster, he just flew, just swung his arms and Nick went flying out, so I tried to pull him out of the water and, well, it attacked me, so I had to run away. And, um, well, I ran up to, um, where everyone else was gotten to fish and, uh, tried to warn them and the thing followed me in and it just slaughtered everyone. But during that, I was luckily, semi-luckily, I don't know, I was able to scramble back down and pull Nick back out of the water and bring him to this sort of safe spot. But anyway, the, I tried to run away and I hid behind one of um, one of the workers' automobiles. And uh, I saw a pistol in there, I tried to grab it, but it wasn't exactly quiet enough. The thing followed me and I grabbed a knife and stabbed it. A few times. I've got a couple of bruises you want to see. He starts lifting up his shirt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. That is so scary. And it, it killed, killed all of your friends. Well, they weren't so much friends as just a lot of them were assholes. <laughs> Coworkers then. I mean, I'm sad to see them gone. They weren't that bad of people, but I wouldn't necessarily call them friends or mates or anything. I like you, Finn. Did anything else besides the monster? Was there anything strange? Like any strange, you know, fires or extra water? And she kind of shoots like a weird look at Bruno as she's trying to talk to Finn. Extra water. I mean, I don't think the Hudson was flooded at all, but, um, no? Well, it's just that, um... You know, Agent Peterson kind of gave me the impression that I would be incredibly safe in your hands. 
which I think you're a very fine-built young man, is apt. However, I'm just a little concerned because you're so young. Right, and I don't know why he places any real trust in me. It was pure luck, like I said. Luck of the Irish. I'm actually quite a pacifist. All right. Well, I think it's up this way. And I just kind of continue to lead him in the direction that we're going and check out his bruises as we're walking. Philip, you are walking along a dark, desolate street in Philly, headed towards a church you have no idea the location of. As my forefathers have traveled the breadth of the world and expanded the reach of the British Empire, so shall I in Philadelphia. How are you finding this church, Philip? Can you how do you pl- how do you propose to do this as you've left the group? British ingenuity. Um, do you want to make a roll for British ingenuity? Certainly. <laughs> I believe that would be navigate. As you ineptly navigate your way because you don't know Philly and you have no idea where this church is, you are pretty much sure you've passed this corner before. And you have no idea where you are. Oh, blast. But luckily, Philip, there looks to be a shape of someone walking towards you up the street in the darkness. Ah, capital. Philip is going to start approaching. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. I'm trying to find a church. And as the shape walks closer towards you as you are approaching it and ask your question, it steps into the light of the gas lamp street light that's on this road. And you see the candlelight illuminate the hasty white face with little red hat and little red nose and big smiling face. (gasps) And you hear a a high shrieking, (laughs) giggling laugh in your ears. Can you make a sanity check? A success. You're just going to lose three little points, probably because you know this face. You saw it in a painting until it came out of said painting and and terrorized. And it's now been implicated in, in at least one murder that you know of. And as you are standing there and it's smiling and the, the high shrill laugh, you see it move its arm behind its back and it pulls out a very long blade and moves towards you. Everybody make a listen check. That is not Philip. Cookie hears. As I guess the men are talking, Cookie, you hear about a block over a shrill scream. She stops in her tracks. You guys, there's a woman screaming a block away. Do you hear that? Let's go. She just runs. You don't need Craig for my laugh there, Mary. <laughs> Not the laugh, but everybody's reaction to something so benign. Ugh. No. It's so it, benign. It's B10. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm going home. Wait, fuck, I'm home. That is fantastic. That was wonderful. 
That was uh, a good one. Oh, this it is, is the fun master. Ugh. It <laughs> is September 4th, 2019 with Motown Philly back again. ABC, <laughs> BBD. The East Coast family? Oh. I love it because you're not East Coast. Fact. I'm West. And he still knows. Cookie walks into a bunch of guys arguing. Nope, nope. nope. You're going to no? start over. Her name is not Cookie. Oh, it is. Damn it. Yeah, it my is. name's Charlotte. Oh, but people call damn. me Cookie. <laughs> oh, I totally messed up. Oh, damn. Interrupting me. God. Mm. Please continue. I think you were doing fabulous. <laughs> Fish around in my pocket for my packet matches. Just kind of. Yeah, sure. Whatever's. And uh, I can't make the the matchstick sound, so I can't help you there. Yeah, well, well, note to self: fully in matchstick right here. Hit a button. I mean, the eye color is different, but the hair, skin tone, height, weight, body shape, very similar. Some basic chicks. That's basically Thanks. what we are. Yeah. Pumpkin spice season. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like every video game protagonist from the 90s. As you get there, there's an officer standing at the closed door. Agent Peterson is not in sight, neither is the paddy wagon. So the officer outside the door kind of looks at you a little confused. What you doing back here? I need a knife. Oh, wrong accent. (laughs) That's not a knife. This is a knife. That's not a knife. (laughs) That's not a knife. That's a spoon. (laughs) <laughs> I see you've played Knifey Spoonie before. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know nothing about no fires. Do I look like some kind of Boy Scout? Boy Scouts exist in nineteen twenties. You're smoking a cigarette right now. You're telling me you didn't start the fire? Okay, they were nineteen tens. Um, it was slowly burning since the world's been turning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank oh you. It's driving god. me nuts. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not uh, no, so oh, it was hurting me. Okay. And you hear uh, a high shrieking, giggling laugh in your ears. Can you make a sanity check? Uh, probably not. <laughs> and it pulls out a very long blade. And moves towards you. Okay, so note to self when I'm editing this, I need to find the shrillest. If I can find that scream from Duckman that Duckman does, <laughs> but that's in here right now. <laughs> okay, there we go. No, I want to hear Goofy's ah hoo hoo hooey. Just uh, turn the volume down so you don't blow people's ears out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Um, as I guess the men are talking, Cookie, you hear about a block over a shrill scream. Uh, I just stop in my tracks immediately upon hearing the scream. And I, you guys, there's, there's someone in trouble. We have to, do you hear that? Let's go and just take off running. Okay. Sounds like, oh, sounds like it's, uh, it's not a woman. Maybe it's that killer again. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah okay hold on wait better wait we can do this better better we can do it better. all right <laughs> all right take two 
Perfect. I'll go ahead and start rolling up my next character, so it'll be ready for the session after this. <laughs> uh, are we going to do a Hitchcock and just kill one of the main people right at the get-go and then start with a new one? <laughs> it's murder on the Philadelphia Express. <laughs> Oz here. This has been the first recorded episode of Call of Cthulhu Group Prologue in Philadelphia. If you liked it, let us know. Hit us up on the Discord if you did let us know. Let us know how we can improve. Also, hit us up on the Discord. Give us the iTunes reviews. Uh, hit us up on Podbean. Uh, how many more times can I use hit us up? I don't know. Anyway, a couple of disclaimers. The music you heard in the intro and the outro is from the Great Old Ones and Other Beings album by Graham Plowman. You can find that on YouTube. It is some excellent Call of Cthulhu music. Call of Cthulhu 7th edition is produced by Chaosium Inc. Without a net podcast has no affiliation with Chaosium Inc. We just think 7th edition is pretty bomb and we're going to go ahead and try it out. We get no kickbacks from Chaosium, nor do we expect any, although that may change in the future, but probably not. I hope you all had a wonderful time listening to this, and we will see you next week.